I'm Coach Corey Wayne, and this is my video coaching newsletter. And the topic of today's newsletter is going to be contemplating life, one in the chamber. Well, I've got three emails I'm going to go through with you today. The first one is from a guy who's really struggling. He says he's got one in the chamber and the hammer cocked, and he's wondering if life is really worth living. The second email is from a guy who he knows what he wants in a woman. He's a struggling musician and he asked me what he can do to set his life up so he can meet the kind of woman he wants. He's even contemplating moving to another country so he can find or be around more of the kind of women that he says he wants. And a third email is from a guy who sends in a success story. He's been following my work for about a little over a year and he originally found my work after his first girlfriend was nice enough to stick him in the friend zone for his troubles. And so he's been following my work. He, he details all the things that he's gone through and changed in his life. He's gotten himself in shape. He's gotten re- more focused on his purpose and his mission. He's making more money. And he's now dating a woman who's the most beautiful woman he's ever dated, completely knocks his socks off. And before my work, it's the kind of woman he thought there's just no way a girl like that would ever date me. And what's interesting is that he says this relationship versus all of his other relationships, he's having to put a lot less effort into it and it's a lot more fun, it's a lot easier and a lot more effortless. So it's a really great success story. So I got two emails, both of those guys are struggling. The third one is the guy has been following me for about a year and he's doing really well now. So I have a quote that I wrote on this topic and I'm going to go through first guy's email. And the quote says, nobody likes to experience physical or emotional pain or to have unpleasant life events. The reality is that life is not all sunshine and roses. Challenges and pain are life's way of letting you know that your current approach is not working, not optimal, or needs improvement. Pain and hitting the wall metaphorically are what usually causes us to move in a new or different direction. When you are on the right path, things seem to flow and be more effortless. When you accept your current circumstances, where you are in life, and can find joy in your journey, only then can you live in the present moment and appreciate the little things. When you don't accept your present reality and wish that it were different, you will experience pain and suffering. The best way to get out of a rut is to surrender to where you are, accept it, and keep grinding towards what you want no matter how many decades it takes to get there. And life pain is temporary, but quitting lasts forever. So let's go through the first guy's email. He says, Dear Coach, I just wanted to try my luck and see if life is worth living. Well, like anything in life, you have to have a an emotionally compelling reason why you want whatever it is that you want, whether it's getting in shape, getting a new relationship or being able to date more of the kind of people you want or starting a business or having that dream career or that dream job. Unless you have a really emotionally compelling reason why you want to do something, you're simply not going to make the effort that's required in order to succeed at it. That's just a fact of life. When things are important to you, you'll find a way. And if it's not, you'll make excuses. He says, I swore up down and after my ex-fiance mentally and physically abused me that I would never let another woman take my focus 
and manhood away. Well, at the end of the day, what that tells me, if you let a woman sidetrack you, your focus and your manhood, that tells me that you were placing too much of an emphasis on that woman being the center of your life and your happiness. Before you ever get into a relationship, you got to have a great relationship with yourself. You got to learn to love yourself and learn to love your life and where you are and enjoy being alone. The idea is two people come together to share their completeness. And that's not just with intimate relationships, that's with all of your relationships. Whether it's your friendships or your family relationships or your relationships with your clients, you're there to give to them and they're there to give to you. Now, if you have a relationship that you enter in with somebody and you're putting in more effort, more resources, and, and the other person is giving back, then you got to ask yourself, what, looking at it from an accounting perspective, what are the pluses and what are the minuses? And if somebody's got too many minuses and not enough pluses, then you really got to ask yourself, are they really adding any value to my life? And way too many of us, like I used to do when I was younger, I had a lot of people in my life that just shouldn't have been there. People that obviously over the years I've since deleted as I came to realize and I looked at, what are they adding value in my life? Are they making my life better? Do they encourage me to be better? Are they supportive? When I go through my difficult times, are they there? It's when you go through a difficult time in life that you realize who's really on your team and who's not. And as I've had several ups and downs in my life, it's interesting. The people that say they're your great friends and they're always there for you and you go through a difficult time and they disappear. And then when you get back up on, on top again, you're doing well. Hey, buddy, we got to hang out. I got this great business. You want to invest in it? You know, come on, man. There's a lot of shallow people in this world. And you've got to be very careful about who you allow into your inner circle. They ain't adding value. It's time for them to get the fuck out. Ideally, you want to surround yourself with people that are more successful at things that maybe you're not very good at or that you want to improve at because you'll get better just by being around them. It's like playing golf. Don't play golf with people that are worse than you. Play with people that are better because then you'll learn more and you can learn from them to improve yourself. But at the end of the day, if you can't get up and enjoy yourself and enjoy your life and be excited about where you are and be excited about being single and accept the fact that or ex contemplate the thought, I should say, what if I never meet anybody that's as good as that last person? What if I never meet anybody else again? What if I get hit by a bus next week? It's like one of the things that Steve Jobs used to do every day. He used to get up and look in the mirror and he would say to himself, "Is today was going to be my last day on earth, what I want to do. What I'm about to do today. When the answer was no too many days in a row, he knew he needed to, to change something. And in my life, my career especially, when I got to the point when I was working for other people where I felt like I wasn't growing anymore, where I felt like I'd kind of experienced everything that I could experience at that company, I knew it was time to move on and look for something else, look for other challenges. And that was the one thing that I always did that really helped me to continue moving forward because. The average person, when they get into that situation, they're focused on their paycheck and how much they're earning, but they tend to ignore the fact that they hate getting up and going to work every day. And eventually, I mean, you can only carry on that for so long, getting up and going to a job that you hate and you detest and working for somebody that you detest, that's going to come out. I mean, your contempt for that other person or the company or the people you work with or what you do for a living, that's going to come out and that's going to negatively impact 
your ability to do your job. And when you start to feel that way, it doesn't mean just up and quit your job. It means you should be looking, what is the next step? How can I continue to grow my skills, my knowledge, and the value proposition that I can personally offer a company or a business or clients through my skills, my gifts, and my talents? Life is a never-ending process of self-improvement. You always want to be getting better because otherwise you become stagnant. So he says, but this time it's taken me back to this moment, one in the chamber, hammer cocked. So obviously you're contemplating quitting or giving up and you're in a lot of pain. And when we don't accept reality as is, obviously, once again, you said, never again will I allow a woman to do this to me. And yet it's happened again. So from a coaching perspective, the way I look at that is that the strategy that you were using in your personal life is not working. Maybe you were making bad choices to begin with and you got involved in relationships with women that you shouldn't have been involved in. The good news is you've come to my YouTube channel, you've come to my website and now you can be reading the book, learning the fundamentals and getting out there and practicing it. But before you even contemplate getting into a relationship with another woman, you've got to focus on you and get to a place where you love your life and you love being single and you get up every day and you do what you do because it pleases you, because it's emotionally compelling, because it's exciting to you. Because two people come together to share their completeness, not to complete one another. Because when you go to a relationship and you need something from that person or you need them in your life, it's validation for who you are, Eventually, at some point, that other person is not going to meet your expectations. And when they, you realize that they can't meet your expectations, you're going to come to the realization that at the end of the day, you're still that same unhappy person that you were before you got into that relationship. So the idea is to create a life and a lifestyle that you personally value that's really compelling to you and then find somebody who also has a complete happy whole life that they love that they enjoy and together you can share your completeness and complement one another not complete one another but this time it's take he says i bought your book and i've read it four times that's good it's a good start but anyway i don't know what to do anymore this is ruining my life when i'm usually a man of focus and drive well, what you resist will persist and especially as men, we tend to not do a good job of feeling our emotions or experiencing our pain. We tend to, you know, from the time we're young, be a man, oh, don't experience, oh, don't cry, don't do this, don't do that. If you ever watch little children, I've talked about this many times over the years in my videos, and you watch how little kids experience their emotion, good, bad, anger, being pissed off, being hurt, feeling scared. They cry. They experience that emotion. Usually one or both of their parents comes over, is fully present. What's the matter? Talks to them. They experience whatever that negative emotion is. It moves to their body. It dissolves. And then they're right back to playing. As an adult, you got to take time to feel your stuff, if you will. You got to take time to feel those icky feelings Put a pillow over your face and scream into it and cuss and cuss at yourself, cuss about your girlfriend, whatever you got to do. Experience the raw emotions and give yourself permission to feel that way even if it lasts for hours 
because it's when you really embrace it and you really get into that icky feelings and that not feeling good, that's what enables you to move past it and dissolve it. And maybe you should consider going and meeting with a therapist or a counselor and talking to somebody because at the end of the day, you got to feel it to heal it. Whether you take time alone to experience it and just be honest and open to talking to yourself about what you feel and give yourself permission to walk around and say, I feel like shit. I feel depressed. I feel like my life is over. I let another girl screw me over. Whatever it is you're telling yourself, be okay with experiencing that and feeling that on your own. Because once you really get into it and you really surrender to that pain, that's when it usually dissolves and five or ten minutes later you realize you're thinking about the Yankees or you're thinking about something funny that happened and you completely forgot the pain that you were experiencing. But if you don't – if you're not good or you're not comfortable with that, a therapist, psychologist, there are lots of people out there that are trained professionals to help people that are in your situation. So I would – highly recommend that you go seek somebody like that out if you're really struggling. I mean at the end of the day as a man, our self-worth is all based upon our purpose, our mission in life. Our, do we feel like we're making progress? Do we feel like we're getting shit done? That's the important thing. I mean I've thought about it. Every guy I know that's been honest, at some point in every man's life, you hit the wall and you feel like your life's over whether it's a relationship ends or somebody really close to you dies unexpectedly or the market changes and your business that was once thriving is now going down the tubes and you're thinking about closing it or filing bankruptcy, whatever it happens to be. That's life. Life is – you're going to experience pain. You can't get away from it. The only thing you really can do is to become good at dealing with it, accepting it because – I mean let's face it. Everything you build – and everyone that you love in this world, eventually it's all going to turn to dust anyways. So the only thing you really can do is learn to accept it and have a compelling reason why you get up every day and live your life. You can quit. You can give up. But as a man, you want to know, what am I really capable of? What can I really do? What can I really pull off? And life is hard enough because the world is full of people that are happy to come and tell you why you're a piece of shit and why you can't have what you want and you can't create the life and lifestyle that you want. We're surrounded by them. And to achieve really great things in life, you've got to consider it's going to take at least a minimum of a decade to get from where you are to where you want to be, especially if you just made a major career change or you decided to do something different. You've got to figure a minimum, at least a decade just to get proficient and good, develop the skills. Maybe it involves going to school. Maybe it involves learning a trade. You got to figure at a bare minimum, you're at least 10 years from where you are to where you want to be and you're going to have to accept it. Achieving a big goal really is just breaking down a big goal into little daily goals. And It's like Dale Carnegie said, inaction breeds fear and doubt. Taking action breeds confidence and courage. So even when you're scared and you're fearful, the idea is to find a way to grind, to get busy doing something that will move you forward and give you a sense of progress because success and happiness is a direct result of feeling like you're making progress. You've hit the wall obviously in your personal life. So as a coach, I look at that and say, you know what? 
The strategy that you've been using in your personal life sucks. But the good news is you've already read the book four times and you're making an effort. The bottom line is you reached out and sent an email to me asking for help. So that tells me you haven't given up. You're just – all you're really lacking is another idea. So the key is just to simply take action and if you feel like you need some help or somebody to help you through this, go see a therapist. Go see a counselor. Go join a support group if you need that because again, you have to feel it to heal it. When you talk about things, when you experience the emotion, it's the only thing that I found in life that will enable you to really get into it so it dissolves and then you can get back and get refocused on your mission and purpose in life. At the end of the day, to get from where you are right now to where you want to be, it's just simply a matter of time. I mean when I look at where I was 10 years ago, having just finished writing the first edition of my book and really having no idea how I was going to make my business a success or market myself. I mean look at all the things. If I would have known what I was going to have to go through to get to where I am now, it's I mean obviously I would have done things differently but hindsight's always 2020. The bottom line is I never gave up. I was constantly changing my approach, looking at what other people were doing, looking for ways to be more effective that were aligned with my personality and what I like to do and what I didn't like to do. And I kept tr- changing, I kept learning, I was always looking to better and improve where I was and eventually I figured it out. I mean I had a lot of success in my life and I, when I first started this business, I figured in a year or two I'll have my business model figured out and it will be great because everybody would want to read a book on how to have – be able to attract the kind of women you want in your life and have the kind of relationship you want. That's the kind of thing that every guy would want to know. I mean common sense would tell you that. But what I realize, it's like unless somebody is has hit the wall, unless they're experiencing pain and they want to get out of it. You know, when you start telling them about a book like mine or a self-help book or Tony Robbins or Wayne Dyer, their eyes are going to glaze over and they just don't fucking care. They're just not going to be interested. And for any of those of you who have recommended my book to people you know, you're going to have that same experience. Very few of them are actually saying, yeah, it's really great. I'll go out and buy that book. But it's just the way life is. People, unless they're experiencing pain, they won't do anything to change where they're at. So let's go through the second email. He says, Dear Coach, I'm too busy to date and I struggle between paychecks and the monthly stipend I get from spousal support. A dude on spousal support. All right. I don't get many of those emails. Usually it's the other way around. I don't want to waste time with dating and I spent most of my time on being a musician, athletics and studying. Moreover, I don't have money for dates. Well, at the end of the day, if having money for dates was important to you and a priority, you'd get a little extra part-time job so you can make some cash doing something that's fun that will give you some extra money so you can have a little bit more of a social life. Because money doesn't make you happy, but it gives you choices. American girls don't do much for me and besides, I have no money to date. Again, the way you're living your life right now, if if you really wanted a date, you go get a part-time job. If it was if it was a priority, you'd do it. I would probably be compatible with a musically skilled fast thinker who fits my physical criteria. Well, the one thing obviously I already know about this guy is he loves music. He's a musician 
And that is where 100% of your focus needs to be. It doesn't need to be, do I need to move to a different country so I can meet the kind of woman that I want? That's the last thing that should be at the top of your mind. Being successful with women is a side effect of having a great life, having something that you're doing that you're proud of. Because guys that are have a stable career or a stable business, that's the when you're going to feel most comfortable as a man where you actually want to be in a long-term relationship. If you're kind of struggling financially and you don't know where you're going to be next week or how you're going to you know, make your next month's rent payment, getting into a long-term relationship, you're going to feel too uneasy and too unstable in your life to where you're going to want to do that. And you're going to tend to be more of a kind of a casual dater and just hook up when the opportunity presents itself. And the fact that you're a musician and you get up and perform in front of other people, you're going to meet other women as and other people for that matter as a side effect of that. And so the more you focus on your life and building your business and being a musician and becoming better at it and making contacts, the easier things are going to get for you, the easier opportunities are going to come your way. That's just the way the world works. When I first started my real estate company, obviously I was married at the time. And but after, you know, after about a year, year and a half of being in the business, that's when I decided to to leave my wife. Man, for six months after I left, I wanted nothing to do with him. I didn't want to date. I was like, whew, I was free. I'd made a mistake, and I'd been living this lie that I was telling myself for several years and listening to everybody, but what I was feeling inside, and that made me feel like, wow, now I can really go live the life I want and do the kinds of things I want. And I focused. For at least six months, I don't think I—I I think I went on a date probably for that whole entire, at least a year before I started dating again. Even then, it wasn't really a priority. And as I really started to learn more about the real estate business and the buy, fix, and sell business, and I became more established, and the income was really starting to grow, that's when I felt more stable and more at ease. And meeting women just became a side effect of focusing on my mission and purpose in life. And that's why I place such a big emphasis on it. It's not about going out and finding somebody. It's about becoming the kind of person you want to attract. Becoming the kind of person that a woman who had her shit together and has a complete life would be attracted to. You know, it's kind of like if you think about, you ever watch a house being built or an apartment building or a skyscraper. It's like people don't live there while it's being constructed. People only move in after they get all their final inspections and their CO, their certificate of occupancy. And if you're building your life, if you're in that process, you're really – think of yourself as like a house that's being built. You're not really ready for the occupants to move in yet. I like younger Japanese women around 18 who are talented. How can I move to Japan and continue my musical progress and still have time for athletics while seeking a girl? Well, if the only reason that you're even thinking about moving to Japan is because you want to meet a Japanese girl, that's fucking ridiculous, dude. That is the wrong approach. What you need to be focusing on is where is the best place for you to live that's going to support the kind of lifestyle you want, give you plenty of opportunities for gigs in your musical career, a city that has a really great musical scene. 
He says, I do not want full-time work. Work is an energy drain and time-consuming distraction that leaves me tired and unfocused. I don't blame you. That's why even though my business was profitable, why I chose to sleep on my dad's couch for a period of time and I waited tables for 10 months. I mean I was working three days a week. I would earn like 100 to anywhere from 100 to $200 a night. And then I get up the next day and then literally within an hour I blow all that money doing a Google pay-per-click campaign just doing t- or paying my web developers to experiment with ways on my website to figure out what was the right way to package up my knowledge and my skills and my ability and offer it to people where they could say, you know what? This guy knows what he's fucking talking about. Let me buy his book. Let me hire him. And I was willing to do those things. I was willing to suffer for my purpose even though I'd lived on a, you know, had a million dollar lakefront house. I had nice toys. I had a nice $70,000, $80,000 ski nautique boat. I had two cars. I had two houses. I had a $2.5 million office building. I had this great life that I built around it and I liquidated everything and I was waiting tables for 10 months. People say, well, you know, everybody, most of the people that knew me were like, why don't you just go get a job in the construction industry, dude? Why are you fucking waiting tables part time? Because I didn't want a full time job. I could have easily gone out and got a full time job, but I wanted, I knew what I wanted to do and I wasn't going to sacrifice or go have a, a job working for somebody else so people that knew me or the world would look at me and go, oh, well, look at that. He's got a nice job. He's got a nice little place. I'm like, no fucking way. To me, it was a means to an end and I was willing to suffer for a short period of time because I knew the payoff would be big because at the end of the day, if you look at successful people versus unsuccessful people that never reach their full potential, the difference is successful people have a plan of taking action. And that's what I've always done. That's why I've had success throughout my whole life. Not because I'm better or smarter than anybody else. I just apply better success principles on a more consistent basis. And I don't fucking quit and I don't give up until I get there. I mean think about any of you that are parents. At what point are you going to give up on your kids learning to walk? You're not. Unless they have a physical problem obviously. But you'll pick your kid up a thousand times that they fought on before it takes them to – to, to do it enough, to fail enough, if you will, in order to become good at walking. But as adults, it's like somewhere along the way, it's like society and the school system just beats that out of us. If you look at kids when they have an idea and they want to do something, they're fucking relentless and they don't stop. If they want something, daddy, take me to the mall. Can we do this? Can we do that? They're not going to – they're going to bug you to death until you either give in or give them away to accomplish it but like I said, it's like somewhere through the school system and society, it's like it just beats that out of you and then by the time we get to be an adult, we get to be in our, you know, especially after college, it's like we're just so fucking beat down that we just give up and we try to play it safe and not, you know, rock the boat at all and most of us spend our lives living lives of quiet desperation instead of designing a great life for ourselves. So he continues on, instead I need to keep focused on my success. Work has led to severe depression in the past and I must not go there. Well think about it. If you're working a crappy job and you hate and especially in this case you're a musician, you you got to be playing. That's what you have to do, not working some bullshit job. And if you're working a job like a full-time job all the time and you get, you get home, you're tired, 
you're not going to feel like you're making progress and that's going to be very depressing because you know where you want to be but here you are living a life, working a full-time job that you don't really want to do. And I, I salute you. I think it's great. You're doing the right thing that you should be doing to get from where you are to want where you want to be because obviously you've worked a, a full-time job that obviously pays more money than kind of what you're doing now but then your musical career suffers because of it. I mean at the end of the day, the only way you're going to get better at something is if you do it over and over and over and over again and your life has – the way you set your life up has to facilitate that. He says, because I do not have a college degree or even a high school degree, I am limited in getting jobs in Japan. Again, it's like if the only reason that you're moving – thinking about moving to Japan is because you like Japanese girls and you want to move there, like I said earlier, it's ridiculous. You've, you've got to think about the kind of music that you play, where is it most popular, where are the greatest opportunities for gigs and the – and to play the kind of things that you want and to have the kind of musical career that you want. And he also had, had sent a link to – he's got a YouTube channel. And one of the things if – if you're a musician and you're – you could be a realtor or an attorney, whatever it happens to be. You want to know the secret to doing well on YouTube? It's not an overnight thing unless you got one of those stupid cutesy videos. It's going to get you a couple million views. I mean that's – I mean, you could throw, you could do a hundred videos and none of them will go viral. At the end of the day, you know, I looked at this guy's particular YouTube channel, and the key with YouTube is you have to do it consistently. When you have like no audience, or you maybe got like fifty or a hundred subscribers to your YouTube channel, you have the more videos that you do on a weekly basis, and if you publish them at the same time every week or every like, I, there was a time where I used to do. I was doing four days a week of videos and I was doing six videos a day. I mean a lot of them were like three or four minutes long but I had a period of like six months where I was doing that. I was literally doing 24 videos a week and my subscribers went like this and I did it on a regular basis and that was what I noticed. That like really gave me a shot in the arm as far as growing because I was answering so many questions from people all over the world. I mean a lot of them were much shorter questions and I, I do my long form videos now. But when you don't have an audience and you don't really have any kind of credibility from YouTube, I mean, if you think about it from YouTube's perspective, why should they suggest your video? What YouTube wants is they want people to watch the one video after another on their platform so they can constantly show ads or if you've got YouTube Red where there's no ads showing, you get a percentage of their $9.99 a month. And so what I notice is when I publish videos consistently week in and week out, you can't publish one video and then you take three or four weeks off. It will take you forever to grow an audience like that. If you're going to do videos, especially if you're a musician and you perform, you got to do videos every week. And at least in the first few years until you get a sizable audience, the, the more videos you do, the better. If you can do videos four or five days a week, even if it's just playing one song or showing one thing or a performance that you might have done, do it. Don't put shit up there, but put a, your best product that you can do. That would really help you out. That that will help you grow your business on the side because maybe you perform, but maybe you also teach. Because I noticed this guy has teaching videos as well. 
Again, the key is think of yourself. If you're going to have a YouTube channel, you're going to have a blog, you got to think of yourself like a newspaper or a news organization. You have to build your audience one person at a time. And the way to do that is consistency. And if you're consistent, YouTube will reward you with free traffic and all the subscribers that you're going to need. Because think about it. If you build over the course of five or ten years, you build an audience – that's an audience that you can connect to for literally the rest of your life. And as you put out other albums or books or other products or you get into other things, those people will stick with you. That's the beauty of the internet now. I mean you think about the old days. You go work for a news organization. They fire you. You're off their network and you no longer have access to their audience. But now with Twitter and social media, you can build that audience that you can take with you from company to company. And especially like if you're a performing – musician or a real estate agent you can walk into an office i mean think about it if you're performing gigs and you've got a couple thousands of people that subscribe to your youtube channel and you go perform at a venue and there's always 50 or 100 people that show up to watch you play that's worth a lot of money to that restaurant because those people are going to sit there and watch you play they're going to buy drinks they're going to buy food and then you can continue to charge more and more money just to get you to come and play their venue because of all the business that you're going to bring in the door. It's really about your value proposition that you want to develop. Build an audience and that audience will follow you anywhere. So let's go through the third and final email. This guy says, hello, Mr. Wayne. You, sir, are a genius. Well, actually what I don't look at as I'm a genius or anything. What, is, what does genius mean? It's the ability to simplify things that most people perceive as being complicated. One of the things that Einstein says, he says, I don't have any special skill or talent. I'm just passionately curious. And when you love what you're doing, when you have a compelling vision for your life that you're trying to create, you're going to be passionately curious about it. You're going to look at what other people are doing that are already succeeding in the area that you may currently either be a novice or you're developing your experience. That's the beauty of anything that you want to do in life. There's somebody already out there that's doing really well at it. See what they're doing, model their success, apply it to your industry and eventually you'll get the same kinds of results. You have to notice what's working. You have to notice what's also, what's not working and you have to constantly refine and change your approach and learn and grow your skills and your talent and your ability. I came across your website and book a little over a year ago, I think, and I downloaded and read your book. I met a beautiful woman and then proceeded to ignore all of your good advice. Things ended with the let's just be friends speech. So it's like even though this guy came across my work, some guys do that. They're like, oh, I got this. They read the book a couple times and they start hooking up and getting like, hey, I got this, Corey. I don't need to read it 10 to 15 times, whatever. And then it's when they hit the wall and they get burned. In this case, he got the let's just be friends speech. He's like, oh, I should have listened to that fucking guy. I took a few months off for dating to work on myself and that's a great thing to do. Because again, if you're not happy being alone and being single, you're not going to be happy in a relationship, not for very long anyway. I bought your book again and I read it for a second and third time. I lost weight. I built muscle. I increased my net worth and generally made myself better in many ways. You focused on becoming a better catch and that's what you really have to do. 
the biggest part of being successful with women is really feeling like you're succeeding in your life or at least making progress even though you may be 10 or 20 years away from getting where you ultimately want to be if you feel like you're making small incremental progress i mean you could be in college each semester that you get out of, like i remember when i was in college i had the whole list of all the classes that i had to take i had a little check mark and i would put my grade next to it and one of the things i would i would look at that list every couple of weeks and i still have it to this day and I would I would look at it and I would just see as the cla- you know the, the classes that I got out of the way, I would highlight them, I would check them off that they're out of the way, and then I would put my grade next to it. And as I saw the list of classes shrinking every semester, I could tell I was making progress to getting from where I was to where I wanted to be. And especially like that last semester after I got registered and then I just I'm I still remember this day, my very La- like the very last test that I took in college, I I finished before just about everybody in class, and I had like two two or three an- two or three more questions. And you know, I was thinking, wow, this is the last questions that I'm ever gonna have to answer in college. My school is fucking down. I was 25 at the time. I had a lot of friends that were you know done by the time they were 21, 22, and I'm not a doctor. It took me seven years to get a four year degree, but I worked, and you know sometimes I took semesters off. So I had a lot of experience by the time I graduated and it was so fulfilling and it was really great when I got my final report card that that sheet was all totally complete. Like I said, it's still in my file cabinet. I've had it for 21 years now. Wow. You know, little things like that. You got to be able to see that you're making some kind of progress and maybe just making a list or journaling what you've learned or how you've grown your skill because a year from now or six months from now, you can look back at your journal and see what you've done, see what you've learned, what you've gotten better at, how your business has grown, how many subscribers you have, how many new clients you have, how many followers you have. Those little things, those little things that you do day in and day out that don't seem like a lot at first, over time they add up. It's like my business where it's at now, it just continues to grow exponentially. My book sales, my audiobook sales, the subscribers I have, it continues to grow exponentially for basically the same amount of work. The hard work is done at this point. And that's where it's really fun. But you gotta put the fucking time in. That's the one thing, anything in life you wanna become good at, anything you wanna accomplish in life, it takes a lot of fucking time. A lot more time than you think it's gonna take. It takes more resources than you think it's going to take and it always takes more money than you think it's going to take. That's just a fact of life. You have to grind. You got to do little things in day in, day out. Accomplishing a big goal is just breaking that big goal down into little daily goals, little weekly goals, little monthly goals, quarterly goals. It's like literally just crawling. You know, it's like what Elon Musk said. He said, being an entrepreneur is like chewing glass, eating glass, and staring into the abyss of death. You read his story and what he went through. He had every penny he had risked on Tesla and SpaceX. He was literally days away from being completely bankrupt, having no money, and not only losing all of his money, but millions and millions of dollars of his close personal friend's money and failing in a massive big way in front of the whole entire world. As an entrepreneur, as somebody that's overcome a lot of things, like we all have to, that we all have that kind of journey 
in some way, shape, or form. It might not be on as big a scale as somebody like Elon Musk does it, but you got to put the time in. You're going to have things like that happen in life. And your ability to recover and get past them and the way it's really going to be based upon the meanings that you assign to the circumstances of your life. Always ask yourself, when the shit hits the fan, what's good about this? What can I learn from this? How can I get better? How can this make me better? How can I be more efficient next time around? How can I be smarter next time around with my money, my resources, or my time? Who out there can I study that's maybe a little further ahead than I am that I can learn from? You always got to be asking yourself positive, empowering questions that force your brain to look for a good answer instead of saying, why does this always happen to me? Why does my life always suck? Why do I always get, get fucked over by the same kind of people? You're gonna, you ask a shit question and your brain's going to give you a shit answer. You ask your, your brain a good question and it's going to give you a good answer. So he says, someone recently set me up with a breathtakingly beautiful, smart, funny woman. In the past, I would have considered her way out of my league and not even tried to get to know her. I decided to follow your light, your advice to let her where possible with her. The result? I have this gorgeous woman texting, calling, actively pursuing me and hinting about going out again. What a quinky dink. I'm so shocked, shocked. Her friends tell me that she is falling for me hard. Dude, it is as predictable as the sun coming up in the east and setting in the west. You put the time in, you learn the fundamentals, you apply the fundamentals, eventually you will meet the right person for you. But it doesn't mean you're going to be together forever, but I will help you. I can help you get what you want and I can help you get that person to fall in love with you and keep her in love. But what I am unable to do is cause you personally to stay in love and want to be with that person forever. It's we all – different strokes for different folks. Don't compare yourself to me or to anybody else. If it makes you happy, do more of it. And if it doesn't, make a fucking change. It blows my mind. I have my redeeming qualities but I am nothing special. Here I am putting in less effort into winning this woman than I would have in the past and to great effect. In addition, just learning to be flirtatious with women and playfully letting them know that I find them attractive has been an amazing experience. I never did that before. I was always stiffly proper because I thought that was how I should be. Now I have several attractive women who are interested in dating me if things don't work out with the other woman. I'm 36. Why didn't someone tell me this all years ago? Because most people don't know it and those that understand it they probably grow up usually they grow up in a healthy happy family and they don't know how to teach it i appreciate your work and what you do keep it up and thank you again well thanks for the great success story and on that note if you'd like to get my audiobook for free you can subscribe to audible.com and it can be i think you, i think they give you free two free books if once you join the audible membership. If you like audiobooks, it's a great plan. And if you haven't read my book, you can read it for free by going to my website and signing up for the email newsletter. Just follow the instructions under the free ebook tab. And I will talk to you soon. Hey.